one er, Aleph er, Tzadik, his praise, 281, 5569, 1808-1809. One Saturday evening, the Rebbe said, Even if a great soul were to come to us, I would still be considered a figure of importance. The opposition I suffer is not really opposition against me. I sit here in my house. The Rebbe continued, There was already a case of one who suffered opposition, and he built himself a high tower and sat in it. They fought against him and fired arrows and burning missiles at him, but they could not do anything to him. However, there are precious stones which are formed from gases and vapors. There was one precious stone in particular which was formed from the air, but it had not yet acquired its full perfection. While they were firing their arrows at him, they fired this precious stone, and it fell on the tower. This stone was the stone of grace. No sooner did it fall upon the tower than they all fell down before him and said, Long live the king! Long live the king! As for you, however, your souls are small, and they fall in the course of the battles. This is what is referred to in the verse in Lamentations, four one, The holy stones are poured out. The reason for the use of the expression pouring out is that these souls are as yet incomplete, and they fall before they achieve their perfection. But the great soul I mentioned, the precious stone in the story, possesses perfect grace. It still lacks other forms of perfection, but with the wise man's help it achieves them too. 282. After Pesach 5565, 1805, the Rebbe said there were two things which he now understood, but he was unable to communicate them. The two things in question appeared self-evident, that is, their plain meaning appeared to be the correct meaning, yet only now had he understood them. The first was the statement of the rabbis, when a person transgresses, he says, No man will see me. Brachot 28b. The Rebbe did not say anything. He simply put emphasis on the words, No man will see me, without explaining what it was that had been revealed to him. For he had already said, he could not put it into words because the straightforward meaning appears to be correct. In spite of this, however, it was only now that he understood this mystery. The second thing he now understood was that the goal of all knowledge of God is to realize that one is truly ignorant. He said that if he had indeed now reached this goal and realized that he was truly ignorant, then he also knew that he did not know anything. The proof was that on previous occasions he had also believed he had reached this goal, Yet he could now see how far he had been from it then, and he spoke of himself contemptuously because he now held his previous realization to have been mere folly, because today he really did know that he was truly ignorant. The Rebbe said that this second realization was also impossible for him to put into words or explain, because the plain meaning appeared self-evident, and yet it was only now that he knew the meaning. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, His Wisdom, 123 the Rebbe once spoke about those who are religious for a while and then fall away. He said that even the short time they are religious is very dear to God, no matter what happens later. It is written, You have captured my heart with one of your eyes. Song of Songs 4.9 God is speaking to the Jewish people, recalling the time they accepted the Torah. The Midrash asks why the verse says, With one of your eyes. It answers that the other eye was already looking at the golden calf. Even when they accepted the Torah, the Jewish people already had plans to stray. Still, the short time they were close to God was very dear to him. Therefore, God said, You have captured my heart with one of your eyes. 124. 
The Rebbe once asked us, Have you ever heard me lecture you about religion? He said, I cannot lecture people in this manner. Et lichzvort von Musser is by mir verwaschen mit Rern. Every word of such moralizing is immersed and washed in tears. Because of this, I cannot lecture people about religion. At first, it was very difficult for us to understand what the Rebbe meant. It seemed to us that his every word was a religious lesson, literally burning with fire. It was true that he did not sermonize us like many preachers do, yet his every conversation dealt with devotion to God. All his words were literally like burning coals, Avot 2.10, and whoever was worthy of hearing them was literally filled with fiery inspiration. The Aleph Bet Book, The Messiah, B. 1. Telling stories about the tzaddikim draws the light of Mashiach into the world. It also dispels much darkness and pain from the world, and the teller is rewarded with beautiful clothing. 2. Returning to God in repentance causes the spirit of Mashiach to blow against the evil decrees of the government and nullify them completely. 3. There will yet be a generation in the world that is entirely righteous. 4. Truth hastens the end of days. 5. By keeping Shabbat, a person draws upon himself the light of Mashiach. Repentance also has this Kitzur power. Moharan. 1. Lesson number 67. The Lord God fashioned the rib. Genesis 2.22 1. When some new honor comes to a person, he should be extremely fearful, since sometimes honor comes to a person in order to cause his soul to depart from him, God forbid. Therefore, a person must be careful to receive honor in great holiness, for the sake of God's name alone, and he should not use it for his own personal needs and enjoyment at all, so that the honor should not harm him, God forbid, and deprive him of his soul. For the soul is extremely precious, and it needs to be guarded with the utmost care. A person should pray to God a great deal that the honor he receives will not harm him, and that his soul will not depart from him because of it, God forbid. For honor is the root of all the souls, and when the soul departs from a person, it goes back into honor, which is its root. 2. Most of the time, however, when honor comes to a person, it is for his benefit. This is because when a new soul comes to a person, it comes dressed outwardly in the form of honor. Therefore, when a person merits to receive honor in the correct fashion, he can receive a new soul through the honor that has come to him. 3. The craving for unnecessary food taints a person's honor as well as God's honor. Then God's face is hidden, and the harsh judgments grow stronger, God forbid. In turn, honor falls to the brazen face of the generation who usurp all the honor, and all leadership, rulership, dominion, and honor are all in the possession of the Gentiles, the wicked, and the brazen-faced. Consequently, when the Jews need to exercise some kind of force in order to uphold our holy religion, we need to receive this power from them. But when a person breaks the craving for food, then holy honor ascends, and then the brazen-faced have no office, rulership, authority, or honor. This, then, leads to a reality in which God's face is uplifted. This is one and the same thing as the nullification of harsh judgments. 4. Through charity, loving-kindness is elicited, the nullification of harsh judgments is effected, and the blemish to honor, which leads to the hiding of God's face, is rectified. Charity also raises up honor and rulership from the other side, rectifies the blemish of the craving for food, and returns honor to those who truly possess knowledge, that is, to the true leaders. 5. This is the reason why we give charity during the morning prayers at the words, And you rule over everything. 
that is, in order to elevate honor and dominion from the other side up to holiness. 6. When honor returns to those who truly possess knowledge, namely to the true leaders, then at the outset of their dominion, conflict and opposition to them break out. 7. When the enemies of the true possessors of knowledge are divided, these enemies thereby endure for a long time. But when these enemies band together, they leech quickly from the superfluous waste material in the mind, which is the source of their vitality, and they fall more quickly. 8. When new honor comes to a person, and dressed within it is a holy soul, the person must then strengthen himself with fear and love of God. Through this, he will merit to give birth to and to nurture and rear the new soul that is coming to him through this honor. See more in this lesson in Likutei Moharan. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Master of Prayer There was a king and queen, and they had an only daughter. When she came of age, they sought advice from their counselors as to who would be fit to marry her. I was among the advisors, since the king was very fond of me. My advice was that she should marry the mighty warrior. The mighty warrior had captured many lands and brought great benefits to the kingdom, and therefore it would be proper to have him marry the queen's daughter. My advice was well taken, and everyone agreed to it. There was a great joy, since a husband had been found for the queen's daughter. She married the mighty warrior. The queen's daughter gave birth to a child, and the infant was extremely beautiful. His beauty was beyond all human bounds. His hair was gold with all colors in it, and his face was as bright as the sun. His eyes were like stars. The child was born with a fully developed intellect. As soon as he was born, it was recognized that he was fully intelligent. When people said something humorous, he would laugh. They recognized that he had a great intellect, except that he did not yet have the coordination of an adult enough to speak, etc. Rabnussen's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 150 With thanks to God, Wednesday, Tavo. May you come to Uman in joy, 5594. My dear beloved son, I am very distressed that you have not yet recuperated, and even more distressed by how eager you are for me to come visit. It is really not possible right now. I have considered it very carefully, and I see that it is not God's will for me to travel now, and to lose all the time from Torah and prayer. In addition, there are other factors that I will keep to myself. Nonetheless, if a coach were going on a round trip from here to there and back, I would be forced to give up one day and go. But seeing that coaches are only going there, I would have to hire another one to come back, and I would want to return immediately. It might turn out that your suffering from my departure would outweigh the pleasure of my visit. So I have decided that it would be better to stay home and not make the trip. To help you from the city, see Samuel 2, 18-3, as much as I can, with prayers and supplications, that God will have compassion on you and on me and give you a speedy recovery. He will heal you from Zion, and you will soon be able to go to the Rebbe's holy gravesite in Uman for Rosh Hashanah. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. I may be able to visit you next week, God willing. I hope to God, though, that in the meantime you will recover, and we will thank his blessed name for your salvation. Let it be soon. The words of your father, waiting to hear all good from you. I ask you and warn you to stop yearning to see me so much and in particular to put aside the downheartedness, the worries, and the fears. They wear out the body terribly, God forbid, as you know. There is always free choice, even for the sick. So fortify yourself determinedly every way you can, because God is with you.
The merit of the tzaddik, our splendorous pride, will protect you every moment of every day. This is more than enough reason, with God's help, to constantly be happy through everything that happens to us. Everything is for the best. May God grant salvation, and may He give us the compassion. See Likutei Moharan 2.62 Nussan of Breslov Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 386 With thanks to God, Friday, Erev Shabbat, Shemini, 3 o'clock p.m., 5602 Peace and life to my dear beloved son, the learned Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live. Until now, I had been waiting and hoping that you would come. What could we do? Heaven is delaying you. Then, just now, Reb David, may his light shine, brought your letter with the money for the redemption. May God have compassion on you and on me, and may he send you from heaven a full recovery, body and soul, among the other infirm of Israel. Amen. May it be his will. You can understand for yourself how terribly pained I am over this. Nonetheless, I was greatly uplifted, at least to see your letter informing you informing me of your delay, as I had been waiting anxiously at least to receive some word from you. About this entire episode, too, we are compelled to say that everything is certainly for the best, and everything that heaven does is for the best. Even though we are being kept from acts of holiness, and you might also attribute this to some deficiency on your part, that you did not go up against the barrier with sufficient energy. Nonetheless, though, my dear son, God forbid that you should reproach yourself because of this. For God's ways are extremely exalted indeed. I already heard from the Rebbe explicitly, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, number 14, that even when a person does not actually perform some holy act that he wishes to do, the desire itself to do so is still laudable. And while it is taught in the lesson, please let a double portion of your spirit rest upon me, in Likutei Moharan 1, 66, that this desire alone is not enough. Would that our desire for God and His Torah were at this level at least. You have already heard a great deal about this from me. Thank God your desire is good and very strong indeed. What can we do? The Torah exempts cases of duress. I am now hoping that you will at least be able to come here on Monday, God willing, as you wrote. While I am in a great hurry to start on my journey, I will not leave before this coming Monday. I only hope that I will be able to leave Monday after midday, because I may be forced to stay until Tuesday, God willing. It is God who directs a man's steps. There is no time to continue any longer due to the holiness of Shabbat. I am sending this letter with the Gentile who is delivering it. May God and His compassion send you a speedy recovery, and may you completely recover your strength. Rouse and fortify yourself with all your might to receive the Shabbat amidst great joy, so that you merit to have good desires to be together with us. Salvation is in God's hands, that we will always be together, even when we do not see each other. For the bodies are far apart, and the souls are close together. All of us are bound together at the root of our souls and spirits in the true tzaddik, and this is our entire hope forever. The words of your father, hoping to see you soon, alive, well, and happy. Nasan of Breslov. Shemot HaTzadikim, Rabbi Achi Mikafri, Rav Acha Barav, Rav Acha Baridarava, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, Rav Acha Bar Tachlifa, Rav Acha Bar Ika, Rav Acha Midifta, Rav Acha Bar Abba, Rav Acha Barida Rav Acha, Rav Acha Sar Habira, Rav Acha Bar Huna, Rav Acha Bar Chanina, Rav Acha, Rav Ada, Rabbi Abba Aricha, Rav Acha Bar Papa, Rabbi Acha Bar Avin Bar Benyamin, Rav Acha Bar Yosef, Rav Acha Bar Rav Avia, Rav Acha Bar Avira, Rav Acha Bar Aza, Rav Acha Bar Yeva, Rav Acha Bar Abaya, Rav Acha Bar Bevi, Rav Acha Bar Ahava, 
Rabbi Acha Achua Dimar Achoi Demin Acha, Rav Acha Bar Yit, Rabbi Acha Mi Parzika, Rav Acha Gililaa, Rabbi Acha Achui de Rabbi Yosei Mi Baraktia, Rav Acha Bar Zira, Rav Acha Bre de Rabbi Zira, Rav Acha Sava, or Rav Acha Tava, Rav Acha Bar Ula, Rav Acha Bar Dalia, Rav Acha Mi Bechuza, Rav Acha Bar Menumi, Rav Acha Bar Katina, Rav Acha Bar Hoshaya, Rav Acha Bar de Rav Ashi, Rav Acha Mehutzal, Rav Acha Bar Pinchas, Rav Acha Bar Chanilai, Rav Acha Bar de Rav Nachman, Rav Acha Kartigna, or Rav Chana Kartigna, Rav Acha Bar Shalka, Rav Acha Bar Chana, Rav Acha Bar de Rav Chia Bar Abba, Rav Acha Bar Rav Ami, Rav Acha Bar Bizna, Rav Acha Bar Avin Bar Benjamin, Acha Bar Shila Ish Kfar Tamarta, Rav Acha Bar Rav Yosi, Rav Acha Bar de Ravina. Rabbi Acha Tana de Breita, Rav Acha Achua de Abba, Avua de Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba. Rabbi Nussan's Prayers 1. Prayer number 134-207. Hashem, all your creatures will thank you, and your pious ones will bless you. They will tell the story of your sovereignty, and they will speak of your might, to inform people of his mighty deeds and the honor of the beauty of his sovereignty. Master of the world, great in kindness and truth, have compassion on me. Guard me and rescue me from speaking evil words, particularly from gossiping, so that I will not say anything bad about any Jew in the world, even the smallest of the small and the least of the least. How much more should I say nothing that denigrates the tzaddikim and pious and worthy people of the generation who are engaged in serving you? Have compassion on me, guard me, and save me, so that no word against their honor will come out of my mouth, heaven forbid, whether I am in their presence or not. My God... Guard my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking falsehood. And as for those who curse me, may my spirit be silent and like dust to all. Master of the entire world, have compassion on me and do not destroy me. Rescue me from engaging in argument and dispute. Have pity on my soul and guard me so that I will not fool myself into thinking that there is any obligation to speak badly about people, because I do not want such obligations, neither them nor their reward. Have pity and mercy on my soul. Rescue me and all Israel from gossip and dispute, particularly from joining the widespread dispute at present among the leaders of the generation and their followers and the infighting among Torah sages and their followers. Master of compassion, have compassion on us at this time of trouble. Guard us and rescue us from all types of evil and blemished words. Hashem, place a guard at my mouth and a watch upon the doorway of my lips. May my heart not turn aside to an evil matter, so that I do not seek any blemish or imperfection in the service of those who are worthy, or in any Jew, heaven forbid. Sweetening Judgment In your mighty compassion and wondrous kindness, give us the power to sweeten all kinds of harshness that people, in particular great and important people, experience. Have compassion on us, be with us always, so that we will always have the strength to speak true words of Torah, prayer, and fear of heaven, as a result of which we will sweeten all kinds of strictness from which speech is drawn. Guard us and rescue us so that all kinds of harshness will not reach us. Have compassion on the great leaders of the generation. Sweeten any harshness that comes to them and be with them always. In your vast compassion and kindness, give them the power to sweeten all of the harshness in the world that comes to them. Guard us and the entire Jewish people, in particular, all the great leaders of the generation, when we lack the power, heaven forbid, to sweeten the harshness that comes to us. 
May we guard our souls a great deal so that we will not speak badly of any Jew, particularly the tzaddikim of the generation and those who are connected to them. Give the true tzaddikim of the generation the power to sweeten all harshness and turn it into a Torah of kindness to teach people about your might and the glorious beauty of your sovereignty. Master of the world, you know hidden things. You alone know everything that occurs in this regard and how many souls have undergone harsh experiences and lacked the power to sweeten them, as a result of which they stumbled and fell and slandered the Torah and the tzaddikim, like orphans without a father. As a result, they caused the death of a number of holy and awesome tzaddikim, and now we remain like orphans without a father, like a mast at the top of the mountain and like a banner upon the hill. There is no one to stand up on our behalf. We have no one on whom to rely except our Father in heaven. Have compassion on us and on the entire Jewish people. Guard us and rescue us so that we will not blemish speech in any way which comes through strictness, so that the strictness will not grow in strength, heaven forbid, leavening our hearts so that we speak badly about any Jew. In particular, guard the great and important leaders of the generation who at times are beset by harsh strictness that comes into the world. In your vast compassion and kindness, guard and protect them so that they are not blemished by any harsh strictness, so that strictness does not overwhelm them and induce them to speak against the tzaddikim of the generation and their followers, heaven forbid. Rather, pour unto them and unto us power from the choicest of your awesome tzaddikim. Help, save, and protect them, us, and all Israel. Give us the power to sweeten all harshness that affects every individual, even the harshness that affects the great leaders of the generation. May we sweeten all harshness completely and transform it to complete kindness by means of true words of Torah, prayer, and fear of heaven. Help us speak their words always, day and night. May the following words be realized regarding all of the sages of Israel. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the Torah of kindness is on her tongue. May they all learn Torah in order to teach it, and guide the nation of Hashem in your ways, in truth and righteousness, in accordance with your goodwill. May they sweeten all harshness, so that all harshness and judgments will no longer affect the Jewish people. And always draw beneficial kindness onto us, so that we and all Israel will quickly return to you in truth. We will do your will all the days of our lives, and we will meditate in your Torah day and night, from now and forever. Amen. Selah.